I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist, with your daily relationship nugget. A very difficult and sad topic to talk about is that of suicide. Now, if you know of anyone that has attempted suicide or committed suicide, I'd like you to stay tuned. Or you yourself have been struggling with these thoughts. You stay tuned also. I'm Barrington Brennan, a counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist, and I have had the painful responsibility of having to work with a few persons who have attempted suicide, and even one or two who have eventually committed suicide after talking with the person. Uh, Suicide is not about weakness. It's not about strength, courage, or stamina. It's about despair, distress, and hopelessness. Literally anyone, the strong and the weak, can reach that point. You know, uh, suicide is not about weakness. Uh, These are the words of Kevin Caruso, a suicide survivor and the founder of Suicide.org website. Suicide is often misunderstood. Many who have never attempted suicide or had suicidal ideations think they are better and stronger emotionally than those who do attempt or commit suicide. It is imperative that we understand that suicide is not about weakness or stupidity. One does not have to be emotionally weak or crazy to think about suicide. This is a notion that must be purged from our society. Most times we think that if someone killed him or herself or herself, he or she must have been crazy to do so. Many mental health professionals indicate that most people who kill themselves are not mentally ill. They have no history of long-term depression or any psychological disorder. Most often, or most of them, are just normal people who, for some reason, decided that life was not just worth living anymore. Other professionals say that a suicidal person is mentally ill. On the other hand, one statistic report in the United States in 2004 indicates that more than 90% of people who kill themselves have a diagnosable mental disorder, most commonly a depressive disorder or a substance abuse disorder. Simply put, most people who attempt or complete suicide are so sad, hopeless or angry that they might they simply cannot stand it anymore. Note also that suicide is no respecter of persons. Suicide has no color, race, language, or ethnicity. Blacks, Caucasian, Asians, Hispanics, rich, poor, university professors, the church deacon or deaconess, political leaders, carpenters, parents, military officers, farmers, everyone have either thought about or committed suicide. 
Sadly, many who attempt suicide are so shameful and emotionally in pain that they often do not tell anyone about it. It is a secret they take to their graves if they never committed themselves. I've met a female in her late teens who attempted suicide seventeen times. Thank God she is well today. Not even her parents knew about the seventeen suicidal attempts. I've met another who attempted suicide nine times. Many persons who are having suicide ideations and are intentional about taking their lives will find any window of opportunity to commit suicide, even when on a 24-hour suicidal watch. It makes it very difficult to treat or manage even for the most experienced mental health professionals. Paul Paul G. Quinnett says in his book Suicide, The Forever Decision, that people who are suicidal have been dealt such a terrible blow by life that they are overwhelmed and can see no way to end the feelings of loss and loss of control over their future. But they are not crazy, and, most likely, neither are you. In other words, suicide is not about weakness, it's about hopelessness, despair, reaching the end of the rope. That can happen to the strongest of us. In his article entitled, Why People Die by Suicide, Dr. Thomas Joyner proposes three factors that mark those most at risk of death. The feeling of being burdened or, or love or on loved ones, the sense of isolation and learned ability to hurt oneself. Let me repeat that. These are the three factors that he says, as Dr. Thomas Turner, that marks those most at risk at, of death. The feeling of being burdened on loved ones. The next one, the sense of isolation and the learned ability to hurt oneself. Many view suicide as they do cancer and AIDS. They act as though it will always be the other person and not themselves. However, over a period of trauma in one's life, bad crisis management, continually being put down by others, low self-esteem, constant failure or serious loss, the thought can come your way. And I hope you're listening. If you know a friend that uh, has attempted suicide or thinking about suicide, invite them to listen to this program. Another point of view is that some people are on a slow road to suicide. This is another point. Listen. And they know it. Since they think that there is no one to love them, they get on into drugs and a destructive lifestyle that knowingly could lead to death. Some could see life beyond 40. They can't see life beyond 40. So they deliberately set themselves on a course to fulfill the mission, the slow road to suicide. Now that's only one type. Since nobody cares and understands them, they wallow in a life of low self-esteem, sex, 
and drugs. Suicide. It's painful. And if you're listening today, I want you to dispel the notion that Christians cannot commit suicide. And I want you to dispel the notion that if you are thinking about suicide or attempted suicide, then you have little or no faith. (laughs) Please, that's the most painful blow you can give to someone who's thinking about suicide. Think about it. Let's be loving. Let's be kind. Let's be understanding to someone who is so low, so much in pain, that they are thinking about taking their life. This has been your Daily Relationship Nugget. I am Barrington Brennan. I want you to tune in the next time for part two of this topic on suicide when I'll give you some direct information about how to identify and how to respond to and what not to say about those who are attempting suicide. I am Barrington Brennan, helping to keep a smile on your heart.